Hey, who made you a disc jockey? Welcome from all of us to all of you. If you want to know how glad we are to have you with us, just you listen. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlife podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. It is episode 168, and uh, everybody knows what came out this week. Ah, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, give me those Star Wars, don't let them in. And that's as far as we can go without getting into copyright infringement. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Star Wars The Last Jedi finally debuted uh, after... It's amazing. It feels like we had to wait longer for this one, even though it came out like a year earlier than most of the Star Wars sequels. It's usually well, I mean, a three... technically speaking, we waited 40 years for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's sort of in a hard, sad way. So, uh, okay. Uh, we're going to start off uh, before introducing the guests. Uh, consider yourself warned. This show is going to contain massive fucking spoilers for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, because, yeah, I've got a bunch of people online and here in the studio who are too excited to talk about the movie to be too coy with shit like, hey, you remember how that one character was stabbed in the balls of the lightsaber and we all cheered because it was a son of a bitch who killed Han Solo? We're not doing that. I can't that. believe all those Padawans got fucked in the Jedi Temple. That whole molestation <laughs> thing was awful. I know, and a Porg isn't a sex toy, for Christ's sake, no matter how weird and pudgy they look, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but they are tasty. <laughs> Apparently not. But... All right, so uh, we'll start with the uh, the introductions. Uh, what better way to talk about a uh, science fiction classic epic than with a bunch of fucking stand-up comedians? Uh, it's a space opera. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck me then. All right. Uh, all right, first of all, uh, here in the studio, a comedian who uh, has known me far longer than any human being should have to, uh, from New Hampshire, Greg Bogus. Hey, hey. All right, and uh, remotely, a couple of longtime guests and friends of the show on these big things. Uh, first, uh, uh, we'll start with uh, originally from Boston, now in a, a somewhere in upstate New York at an undisclosed location. Ross Garmill, how's it going? It's great. Long time, sixth time, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. And it was a chore getting you on the fucking wire. I don't know what your Wi-Fi is like there, but man, move to a city or something. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. And uh, also uh, originally a Boston comedian, now uh, in New York City, uh, Benari Poulton. How's it going, Benari? Pretty good. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you this fucking number? I told you not to contact me again. You'll hear from my lawyers. I gotta get some lawyers. If I had lawyers, things would be different. Oh, I can take. We can take care of that. We're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, yeah. I heard there's one in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Moore will be glad to recommend her. There's yeah, that's one though. That's a hundred percent increase. That's pretty good on the census, man. <laughs> They're gonna explode there. All right, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, to kick off, I think we can... Not enough uh, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, indeed. And I think we can all agree uh, it, it sucked. It was a colossal waste of time. Everybody, uh, we're on the same page? Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this Glad has been talk. episode 168 of the... No. Um, the, all right, so... I liked it. <laughs> get out! <laughs> this show's canceled. Who are you? Leia flew. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, so... That's got to be the biggest... Fuck you, to George Lucas. <laughs> answer when when asked if Jedi's can fly said fuck no. <laughs> well, I wanted I wanted to te- sing bippity boppity boo while I was watching. <laughs> Technically, she floated. That's true. With propulsion. 
force pro- force propulsion. Basically, she used the force to displace the area <laughs> and mass around her. True. Like she's not a, she's not a Jedi, but that might be the coolest force thing anyone has done in these movies yet. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. I don't want to. Yeah. Get... I mean, we've been waiting for Leia to use the force, so it was pretty fucking fucking cool. Oh come on! She's often heard whispers from across space. That's a good force power, right? It's pretty good. It's better than what I got. I mean, Jesus! I, yeah, <laughs> I, I've got fifteen hundred dollars worth of technology here, and I could barely talk to Ross for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, did everybody? Uh, I really liked it. Um, we'll talk about where to rank it because that's always the loaded question I end these shows with. But we'll talk about where to rank it in all of them. But I think it was pretty far up there with with the best of them. Oh yeah, I loved it. I, I mean, I thought I thought it was exhilarating the entire ride. Uh, I thought that it went. I thought that it was terrific how it subverted expectations. I thought that The Force Awakens did a lot towards basically playing right into the things that I wanted to see, but it didn't do anything necessarily new or surprising with them. Um, It just sort of repeated the same motifs. This one took all the motifs that we knew and subverted them and went in in a completely different direction. Yes, there were definitely constantly. Sorry, go ahead, Ross. It like just kept on calling that shot too. Like it constantly told you it's it's doing that as mm-hmm. it was doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was repeatedly. It's like this is what we have educated you as to what should happen next based on what we've given you here, and exactly. then it does something different almost every step of the way. Every time. Yeah. Yep. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Greg. The door's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Greg, when uh, you were on our show for Rogue One last year, I and, was, and you brought all your bona fides of how you were a Star Wars fan right from the beginning. Like I was, had everything except the Boba Fett that could actually shoot the <laughs> rocket down your throat and kill you. As a kid, you brought so uh, the patch, the stickers, everything. The McCreary patch. Oh, dude, I meant to ask too. Did you get the uh, the mail in Kenner thing, like the the um, before Empire, where you got the the little like. Uh, gas masks and shit. I did not. I, I, and, the, and the grappling hook. No, because because I actually. Well, then fuck you. <laughs> so, so did any of you get the display stand with these uh, backdrop to put the original twelve action figures on with the levers and they could turn them uh, left no. and right? No. Okay. Fuck all y'all. Oh, yeah. I win this one. <laughs> What's a toy? <laughs> I don't have the Hulk theme here because it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, because it got real sad, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this was the end of an era. Would, did you Yo, tell yeah. me more than I liked it, for fuck's sake? Oh, right. radio. Yeah, I, I laughed. I laughed. I cried. I got pissed off the lady next to me using her watch. But uh, no, it was it was good. It was it was it was admitted. It, it, it was literally getting like choked up at points and uh, a i think that's a function of being older um and now i get like <laughs> like ridiculously weepy uh, you know i'm not i'm not like, like tearing but i'm like, <laughs> um and, i won't lie the moment where so when luke is sitting down with leia in in the cave and first off he says i'm sorry and she says i know already i'm on board but, <laughs> yes. but that moment between but between them when they're discussing Han's death, and I know that Carrie Fisher is gone, and now I'm watching Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, and then I'm watching Luke and Leia, and it's characters that I have known my entire life. Sure. Like, not an exaggeration. My entire life I've known these characters. And 
now. And so I've been with him for 40 years. And when she says he's gone and Luke says no one's ever gone, uh, that wrecked me right there. Yeah. <laughs> there were there were a few moments like that. Yeah. That, that I... That I, I'm, I all right. Before we get into individual moments, because <laughs> this could very easily devolve into wasn't that cool? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Which will be fun for us, and uh, <laughs> listeners will be dropping us like like bad habits. Uh, uh, they're not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I did get weepy at the cooked pork. <laughs> it's so golden brown really, and delicious. <laughs> I wanted to taste that. <laughs> Me too. Oh God! Bite it! Bite it! It's a seabird. I want to say that uh, I've always thought that Chewbacca's growl sounded like, Luke, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel like this is played into, now this is given a backstory to why he's hungry. Because the fucking porgs won't let him eat. Guilted. (laughs) All he wants to eat are cute things. He didn't get to eat in Jedi. Right. (laughs) The Wookiee didn't win. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) All right, part of what I liked about this um, in particular, and it didn't really occur to me uh, watching Force Awakens, but this is the first Star Wars in a long time where it really felt like anything could happen. And mm-hmm. I think Ryan Johnson took oh, yeah. good advantage of that with, yeah, a lot of the surprises he put in there. But uh, at this point, it's pretty clear that, that Disney, the mouse, you know, really wants to create a Star Wars cinematic type universe to do other types of stories in because they've, they've already signed Ryan Johnson to do his own trilogy that has nothing to do with the Skywalker saga, which right. based on this, yeah, bring it on. Uh, do it tomorrow if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Show yeah. me the show me the sketches. Uh, draw it on your draw it on your wang and force me to enlarge it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Next, <laughs> next Hollywood scandal. <laughs> That, that is the only way you'll be able to watch movies in the future. <laughs> On Ryan Johnson's <laughs> Ryan Johnson's dick. <laughs> Wait, let me download this. <laughs> but uh, right now, all they have in the pipe is the Han Solo movie that uh, is having like having justice. such a good time, Rob. <laughs> Hey, let's stay on target. All right. One. Well, they, they have. Okay, we won't talk about Han Solo, but the other ones, Boba Fett and the Obi Wan Kenobi movie, they haven't really officially done anything yet. And yeah, I mean, the smart money is they're really trying to find a way to make it into a profitable shared universe, and you can't do that by telling stories about the same characters over and over again. Even Kevin Feige at Marvel is saying after Infinity War, we're going to do all new, different shit because he knows you can't yeah, sustain I, it. I, I really think that it's not profitable, and uh, there's this guy. Named um, Lucas. Mm. Uh, <laughs> All right, it might be profitable, but uh, how many people were screaming more after Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> well, no, that's because they suck. Okay, yeah. All right, that doesn't help. But, but I mean, the, so the cool thing is, if that's the direction they're moving in, yeah, you know, we've already seen two major characters die in this. I mean, other than Ray, who's probably safe. Were any kids like screaming to be Poe Dameron or fucking Finn for Halloween? You know, any of those guys could get killed. I mean, I was convinced I, I, that I'm Finn was getting. Argue that, yeah, I, I have seen actually a lot of Finns running around. Uh, oh, okay. And, you know, and 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 this look, is the... I hate kids and couldn't care less, so I'm not exactly looking for them. But... Well, no, I think this was the interesting thing was that this was the true handoff to the next generation of Star Wars fans, and it sort of played to the thing that I thought of. In the Force Awakens with with Kylo Ren, I feel like the meta commentary here is that Kylo Ren really represents the the, the worst of Star Wars fandom. 
the I was born into this. I deserve this. This is it's my lightsaber. You're not part of the story. And <laughs> and the new direction of Star Wars is going just like you had your time. That ends, and now like Luke Skywalker has given you permission to to go follow these other characters and to and it's it went from this sort of uh, you know you have to be royal nobility and have the sacred Skywalker bloodline to be important to literally any person in the Star Wars universe could be a fucking badass Jedi. Oh yeah, and that was hugely important. But the first thing I want to do is object. He can't be the worst Star Wars fan in the world. He looks nothing like Bogus. Pow! Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> I live here. But uh, no, I I do think that particular uh, point that really stuck out to me. That you know, all the Star Wars fans for the last two years have been, oh, it's going to wind up being Luke's daughter or something, and it wound up being yeah, nothing. Gee, they're they're nobodies. Yeah, they're, they're nobodies. They were they sold you for drinking money, and that yeah. was shocking to me because I didn't realize Amanda and I had a daughter. But <laughs> <laughs> Me either. But yeah, that's incredibly powerful to a kid who's into this. I mean, it's easy to forget with the years and years of, of world building and myth making that happened, but that was part of what was cool about the first Star Wars. He was just a farm kid who fell into this. Right. You know, he, he could have been anybody. But it would, no, but it, was, it turned out to be the idea of the hidden prince. Right. And, yes. and and this idea of the aristocracy, like this was a move from making Star Wars about the aristocracy to truly making it a populist film. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's still, though, some, I mean, there, she still has some connection that they're not explained yet. Yeah, I still think that there's a twist. There may yeah. well so be. So I, I want to go too far down this road yet. Well, because. It- is Greedo I mean, she's involved? Not a Skywalker, she's not a Kenobi. <laughs> that that part doesn't matter. But she she seemed she seemed to know the books. Um, you know she I, there's some, there's something about her that's not just like you know happenstance. I don't know. And no, I agree. But I think thematically, the fact that the last shot wasn't anyone that we had seen. It was just the random poor kid on that slave world uh, mm. who then uses the force briefly and and is part of the rebellion. That, that, I think, the point was anyone can be a Jedi. The, and, and so the fact that the final shot of the movie, the last thing that you're left with and what your takeaway is, is that, oh, this, this kind of the, – the myth, the legend of, of the Skywalkers and what they've done um, has inspired nobody, has inspired – all these other people who are out there. And I think and, that... And anyone can live up to it. I think that plays back to part of your original point of, yeah, sort of taking this away from the heavy Star Wars fans and, yeah, making it not just so anybody can be a Jedi, but, you know, a kid with a broom holding it like a lightsaber is everybody between five and ten years old in 1977. You know, those stories yeah. were powerful <clears throat> to us. And between and, 40 and 45 today. Well, yeah. I was say, it was you yesterday. <laughs> well, but I, I was going to say, yeah, we all grew up with it and we all feel like we have this ownership of it. But mm-hmm. you show a kid Star Wars, now it's his. It right. doesn't matter. Or it's hers. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it was definitely, uh, I, I think you have a point where it was not only, oh, anybody can be a Jedi, but these are epic stories that'll go on forever. You know, and yes, you can have it. I've got a 40 year attachment to Luke Skywalker and I watched him die. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be back as an, as a force ghost. Oh yeah. Next. Yeah, he'll be back. 
Mark oh, Hamill will get another better. check. I'm not worried about You may that. be missing the forest for the trees. This could be Disney also introducing. There could be like I see an Oliver Twist uh, of the, with the kids. So they're going to be bringing back maybe like the Star Wars will will travel in time and and save the kids from uh, you know the <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're I'm being extremely cynical. And then there'll be Kitty Pride, and we're gonna. <laughs> maybe, maybe the message is that any orphan can use the force. Ah, only oh. orphans. <laughs> exactly. I knew my parents were fucking useless to me. Yeah, they're going into the <laughs> hey, hey, all the kids in the theater who are sitting between mom and dad. Sorry, fuck you. <laughs> I could... Yeah, when next year there's a fucking child uprising and a wave of just parent parental murders. <laughs> <laughs> Across the country, She's beaten it's by a dark. broom. <laughs> Actually, that that makes the point. Uh, ben Solo had both parents. Mm-hmm. They, they really <laughs> leaned into how ridiculous he is as a villain, though. Like, like the, the movie took every opportunity to laugh at him. That stupid mask. Yeah, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Snoke was so mean. <laughs> okay, so can we talk about the Phantom Menace of Snoke and who the fuck, like where the fuck and what the fuck and no, because I don't give a shit. What the Snoke? I didn't, I didn't care, and I was proven right not to care. Grand Emperor <laughs> plot device Snoke, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> well, it was a- like it was like I'm the fan that was rewarded, the fan that was like, well, you'll tell me if you care, if you wanna. <laughs> I am, I am Darth MacGuffin. Well. I'm- <laughs> Write that one down. That's, that's a possible title. Uh, yeah, it's realistically, if you think about it, I, I didn't care that much because we never really found out a hell of a lot about Palpatine. Even in the goddamn prequels, he was just, you know, there on the Senate. We found out too much in the prequels. Well, <laughs> yeah, and certainly those Blu-rays have never made it into my player. <laughs> I bought the whole set just so I could get the extra features. Yeah, I don't, You're the one. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm the worst no, person I've, in the I've world. I've watched the making of Empire Strikes Back like a thousand and two times. Well, yeah. It, it's worth it for those things. But, yeah. Um, okay. but uh, yeah, it's he was there, and whether it was the original intention in The Force Awakens or not, uh, he was there to be the Emperor, and okay, you're leading us down this path. Everything's going to mirror it. So, so yeah, the the double whammy surprise of, no, nope, we're just going to whack him out halfway through the second movie. And, oh, no, this is not really a baby face turn for Kylo Ren it's just cynically oh I've got a chance to get rid of him so I can take power so I'm gonna it's yeah. it, it worked on a couple different levels and gave us one of the best lightsaber fights in the last friggin mm. five yeah. movies definitely yeah, some fair, good yeah. lightsabering yeah it's because it, it wasn't it was like a fight not a dance not a heavily choreographed you know, oh look cool they can remember all those moves it's they look pissed and they looked like they were in trouble and yet it was like in a ballroom yeah. <laughs> Touche. I've, I've got nothing to do with that. So it was a throne room. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, no, it's like it, you always have the lightsaber fights in a epic kind of location. Yeah. It was filmed. I'm, that- glad, I'm glad that the fucking Emperor's Guards finally did something. <laughs> they, they died. Yeah. But in a really cool way. <laughs> mm. They just stood there in Jedi. They did do shit in Jedi. Yeah. They definitely got some. some- some good uh, fight time. Yeah, they're not like the Kingsguard yeah. in Game of Thrones that, uh, yeah. you know, it's an appointed yeah. position. They actually knew how to do shit. It was impressive. Yeah. But still, no lightsabers. Gotta give them vibroblades like wimps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've wasted my fucking life. Vibroblades, you say. <laughs> what, do you, what was the whip called? Uh, that one I don't know. I believe that was there called Indy. 
A what? An indie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the other things that they just sort of turned on on their head, <laughs> where they led me down a path. Can you guys think of any others? You've gone or- through every one I have in my notes, for Christ's sake. The origin of blue, mil- blue milk? Yes. We, we finally <laughs> have the origin oh. of blue milk. Directly <laughs> from the nipple. I had to wait 40 years to see tits in a Star Wars film. And it, the, just Two out of ten would not recommend. It was very disappointing. Which you don't yeah, Just know. that first moment. Yeah. Go ahead. Luke's first moment with the lightsaber. Yeah, oh, that was great. When he like takes it from his hand, <laughs> the look, and he just tosses it away. I yeah. fucking love that. Yeah, like an empty pounder and natty light. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I saw Luke on his planet, <laughs> I kept thinking, he just went to retire there. Somewhere, somewhere he's just smoking the local fauna. He's got a giant bag of weed somewhere. He's, he's like, a, I don't need this. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by a bunch of nuns. This blows. <laughs> uh, how, about, how about the final, like Luke's final moment as a Jedi master uh, he finally did what Yoda had been trying to teach him all along which is you don't use the force as offense and so every time we, we've been conditioned to look for these epic lightsaber duels and when, when Luke walked out there to face down uh, the first order right I, I promise you everyone in that theater is thinking like we're gonna see like Luke unleash epic destruction Right? Oh, yeah. It's on now. But, but meanwhile, Rose's like Rose's uh, words to Finn were like, "You don't." I mean, that was the theme of the movie, right? It's she was saying like, "You, we're not going to win by destroying, you know, things what that are evil. What we hate, yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win by saving those what we love, yes. which is literally what Luke does. And the whole time he's bit, like he's used all his power to basically just distract and and stop." Stop them from advancing on his friends, so his so his friends and loved ones can escape and mm. carry on and 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 uh, and get away. And that and that's what the force is supposed to be used for. It's not supposed to be used for these epic lightsaber duels. Yeah. It's not supposed to be used to destroy all this shit. Well, Ryan Johnson did a great bait and switch on that mm-hmm. because all the shots leading up to that fight and how it ended were epic gunslinger. Walking through the fire, right. you know, and and mm-hmm. Ross on on camera did the little brushing off the shoulder. It's like that all you got. Yeah. So it was and that little matrix. He give he gets the matrix move, and you don't even notice that they haven't actually crossed lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. it still looks cool visually. It's everything you want, but it's just pure bait and switch. And yeah, it's a Amanda and I have seen it twice, and we we saw it for the first time yesterday. And they, you know, he. Didn't run him through, but it looked like he was giving him the uh, the Obi Wan shot mm-hmm. from Darth Vader in the first yeah. one. It's like, like, oh Jesus! And then when he's still standing there, it's like you've completely tricked me. <laughs> and it was, and you think that they're going to give Luke, you think that they're going to give Luke the Obi Wan send off, but they give him the Yoda send off. Yeah, which is which is fantastic. They really they give him both. They yeah. really did Luke's death exactly right. He had to go out. Like Obi Wan Kenobi, he had to sacrifice. It's exactly how Obi Wan went out in the sense that he sacrificed himself to give Leia and her friends a chance to keep running. In that way, it was exactly the same as Star Wars, and they were smart to do it in the way they they did. There's not a single older Star Wars fan in the world, in particular, who would stand for Kylo Ren defeating no. Luke Skywalker no. in single combat, <laughs> whether no. Luke put his sword down to take it as a man or not. It just they wouldn't stand for it. Now, with that said, at this point, Kylo Ren has killed both Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, 
and I don't know if I could be face to face with Adam Driver and not try to knock him out. <laughs> well, that's why Ray completely friend zoned him at the end. <laughs> she absolutely did. Just <laughs> like when the door to the Millennium Falcon closed, that was it. That was that yeah. was symbolic of yeah. Number blocked. <laughs> You're out of my life. <laughs> um, and so it and it was the the perfect and the final scene of him crawling up onto the rock and seeing mm-hmm. the double the sunset. Yeah. You know, just a perfect bookend for a kid who wanted adventure and a guy who got all the adventure that he could handle whether he wanted it or not. Oh yeah, isn't that what the very first scene of seeing him in the original was it's, was it's, is he yeah, in the desert with the, with the two on the rock to look at the, the, yeah, the two suns? It's not the very first, but that's that's kind of the first hero <laughs> shot of yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, all right. And uh, you're making stop making me cry. <laughs> well, it's, and what worked for me, and this may have just been for me, because it was uh, I was always everybody always wanted to be Luke Skywalker on the playground. I wanted to be Han Solo because I understood bad motherfucker even when I was five years old. But part of me thinks part of Luke, part of Luke always wanted to be Han as much as he wanted to be Obi Wan. If you remember. When he finally got out of his, you know, desert robes and everything in Star Wars, he was mm-hmm. dressed very much like Han with the blaster. And I think there was a certain amount of big brother worship there uh, that went on through the entire trilogy. So th- that final see around kid, that was pure Han Solo. And uh, to me, yeah. that, that kind of, that really kind of got me. But that's just what I'm bringing to it. Maybe, maybe nobody else ever saw that, but. I saw it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny because, like you say, to me, it's the other way. Like maybe as a kid, everybody wanted to be Luke, but as like an adolescent and and into adulthood, everyone's like, "Oh no, it was actually Han that was the cooler one." But never for me. Like I, I, always, I always, yeah. Well, okay, everyone but Benari. You were always a well, walrus man kind no, of I dude. Luke. I can tell. Luke was, Luke was the guy that you know. Luke was the hero. I mean, I Han was awesome. As I got older, I was like, well, obviously Han's a fucking badass. But as a but Luke was. Luke was my into Star Wars. Luke was, that's who I followed on the journey. That's that's who, Luke. Yeah. It's, it's always been it's always been Skywalker. I was kind of, kind of to the point where I was like, thinking that if he died in this movie, I might be done. I might not need to see anymore. Well, you could make the argument they could be done. I mean, if you if you think about it, we don't have Carrie Fisher, and that's one of the tragedies of this. Clearly, mm-hmm. Force Awakens was. Harrison Ford slash Han Solo's movie. This was but Luke thank Skywalker. Thank God we don't need to see Leia die on screen. We yeah. Spared, like the the opening crawl could start be like General Leia Organa Solo is dead. Like that's fine. You yeah. Know? Or or whatever. Or they could just hologram her in via you know uh, <laughs> like an R two unit. Well, I mean, we we talked about. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> in the movie. But now uh, we we talked about you know that that great hero shot of her using the force to get back in the cockpit when the torpedoes first hit i really had a moment of oh this is how they're going to get around it and this is kind of a cheap way to do it i can't believe so yeah. it was yet another subverting what you'd expect mm-hmm. now that was a cynical expectation on my part but it, i really thought oh this is how they're going to get around it they're just going to take her out now and, and have her not even die a hero's death just well here's a way we can do it I liked the moment. I wish. I wish that had. By, by the way, I'm sorry. R.I.P. Akbar. Mm. Oh no shit! Yeah. Oh, that's right, huh? It finally yeah. was they, a they trap. Took him out like a fucking. Punk. Finally... <laughs> <laughs> Feel like we should like pour something out. <laughs> like a fucking fet. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this before. I've never understood the fascination with Boba Fett. 
I've never uh, gone. Can we talk yet. about Benicio del Toro, though, who is, I think, the Boba Fett that we didn't know we wanted, but we definitely deserved. <laughs> See, I think he was the Billy D. Williams they couldn't bring back for this movie. Yeah. First of all, let's we'll start with he's he's space finster. Yeah. Another guy with a marble <laughs> mouth who's a criminal. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But but Amanda Amanda had a theory, uh, and and I want to go with it. What you you give your theory, and I then I theory? will support it. Okay. Of what it should have been. Well, yeah, my theory was that they were going to, since since the Millennium Falcon is now back in play because Han's dead, mm-hmm. this is a good time to bring back Billy D. Williams. It, picture this. They're going to this badass casino, and they're supposed to find somebody at the high rollers table. I 1,000% thought that it was going to be Lando. Yeah. yeah. I was actually uh. mad when Lando didn't show up in the casino. But then, you know, <laughs> if it had been Lando... And, and and we were it was still subverted and they found you know um, Bo- James Bond looking guy and it turned out that they couldn't get to him and they found Billy D. D. Williams in the prison. Mm-hmm. What if he had gone back to his old ways and was just a scoundrel and had gone back to being a complete sellout? Then his redemption arc could have happened in the last movie. Particularly considering a large part of the point of Benicio del Toro was he was the guy who was showing that joining sides in a conflict like this it's a sucker's game. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And he's he's got a point. We got all these stories about yep. you know these committed heroes and villains. Everybody's fully committed. They give their yep. all in this you know giant epic adventure. But to most people in the Star Wars universe, who we never fucking see, at best we saw some of them in Rogue One. They're being occupied and displaced, and yeah. most of them are nowhere near the front line. They're just trying to live their fucking lives on a day to day basis. Got into the dirty business of like what it would actually look like. Yeah. Now, imagine if it had to be, been to be, Lando, to be like a space arms dealer, to be like a space, uh, you know, scoundrel, and and the, the sort of things that they allude to with Han Solo and Lando. But we 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 get to finally see what that actually would look like, which is yeah, you're going to betray, you're going to betray people, you're not going to you're not going to hold on to uh, any uh, close allies or anything because everyone is basically a mark. And I think that was important for Finn to see up close. Mm-hmm. Be- I agree because. In his mind, he didn't see his attempted desertion as anything like that, but it was. But it was. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. And so it, cho- it forced him to choose a side, which is to be a rebel scum. <laughs> Proudly. Of, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to want to talk about Finn's arc in a minute, but while we're, still, while we're still on Benicio del Toro, I mean, yeah, number one, yes, you're looking for a scoundrel in a casino. Yeah, Lando's kind of a gimme. Yes, he's got a history of people betraying people for his own benefit, and he took it back and became a member of uh, of the Rebel Alliance. The fact that he had joined the rebellion, if he had then betrayed uh, Finn and Rose, would have been such much more powerful a gut punch. You know, it would really show that Lando could have easily have an arc where it was, yeah, I did all this stuff, and then my life fell apart, and I lost everything. And but I don't think I don't think that they that they want to do that again. I I don't know why, I don't know why we haven't seen Lando or why he hasn't shown up. Um, but because he's as big as Marlon Brando. No, I, just, <laughs> it could be. theorizing. I, I have yeah, yeah, yeah. I have read yeah. that Billy D. Williams says he's never been contacted. Oh, really? Uh, that's, no kidding. Yeah. That's what he says. So I'm just saying, if you were going to have 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 Lando at least sit at the casino, like give him the cameo, so that you that that that's the that's the you know subverted expectation there. But again, I think that part of what these this movie even more so than the last is 
is doing is moving us beyond the characters we've known for 40 years. We're going newer, yeah. younger, fresher, more dangerous. We don't know what to expect. We don't know who these characters are. And we're not coming at them with the expectations of like, oh, but I know Lando. In the end, he's going to do the right thing. The, the, the nice thing about having this space finster uh, is that <laughs> basically you're like, oh, shit, he really did betray them. Oh, there isn't another plane. <laughs> That's asshole. That's awesome. Yeah, he didn't come back. And he didn't come back. And I'm sure that you know, maybe, maybe he won't, but like, that's fucking awesome. I love, I love, I love the danger in that. It's, it, you've, you've got a point. And they're probably, had they gotten Billy D. Williams to do it, there probably would have been a, oh, okay, well, we'll have him turn good again in the next yeah. movie or whatever. But even so, they could very easily make the choice of, you know, no, I, I backed the rebellion. You know, before I got involved with the rebellion, I owned a city. <laughs> and now <laughs> you know now i'm down on my luck and no yeah. fuck this i'm out for me and have have the old i am altering the deal and this time phasma <laughs> really alters the deal just take him out <laughs> phasma speaking of which yeah fucking phasma got short shrift in this one i thought you we were going to get some real yeah. shit with phasma and what do we get about a minute and a half yeah, about two minutes yeah she it, fell into a fire pit though so that to me says she's coming back scarred and disfigured oh. in the next movie yeah or she went out like a fucking I bet. <laughs> more likely more likely yeah sucker punched <laughs> sucker punched hey <laughs> that was awesome it's, that was a great scene, and that was, I, I think, a key part of Finn's character arc was literally going back to face his past and winning. But, yeah, I mean, my God. And we have an awesome love triangle now between Ray, Finn, and Rose. Yeah. I'm not sure that Ray and mm. Finn are in love. I, I, I think that they just have a really deep, almost familial connection at this point. Oh, Ray looked pretty bummed when she saw Finn. Uh, <laughs> I thought you looked almost happy. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how to take that. Because I've never gotten the sense through two movies now that Ray had any particular romantic feelings toward Finn. I mean, for Christ's sake, I thought she... Finn did towards Ray, but I think that's definitely a case. I mean, everything that yeah, no, no, Poe and Finn, Poe and Finn, Poe and Finn. That's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Because... Yeah. Poe was the biggest fucking Bernie bro, by the way, in this movie. Everything he did, like, helping. Look how much I'm helping. It's like, dude, just there's a plan. Just wait. No, let's fucking blow it up. Fucking do it. It's like, dude. Just listen to the woman. (laughs) (laughs) But she could be menstruating. How can we listen to her? She's worse than Emperor Snoke. (laughs) (laughs) But her holograms. (laughs) But her her holograms. (laughs) And then she's just like, fucking fine. I'm going to ram this fucking Star Destroyer with the ship. Are you happy now? like... Yeah, you know, it's too bad that you gave those speeches in Coruscant. Fucking woman drivers, man. Woman drivers. Yeah, I mean, Lord Dern was like, I'm not very inspirational speaking. I don't really motivate people. I'm just kind of, I got a job to do, and I'm just kind of going to do it. And uh, yeah, I'm going to fucking stand in the way between you and obliteration. (laughs) By the way, I will will put the explosion of of that ship in silence. I'd put that above the first Death Star explosion. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was outstanding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because it was silent. Goddamn gorgeous. Yep, you just, John Williams' score stops and the visuals are spectacular. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was one of the best visual moments of any Star Wars movie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. It takes up the whole fucking fleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in yeah. one shot. But even then, the, the, the horrible 
you know, the, the type of nitpicking geek that would start a podcast in me. It started going, well, in the last movie, didn't we see uh, the Millennium Falcon go into hyperspace from inside a hangar? That shouldn't hurt anything. Then sh- Shut up. Look at the pretty pictures, Rob. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume there's a setting. <laughs> the ramming setting? <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's probably, cause, yeah, I mean, he, he, he plotted the course through the hangar door. So as long as right. there's nothing in the way... You're fine. Okay. I'll get behind that. Look, all, all I need is the, the slimmest of explanations. Yeah, I'm telling you, my that's head. what it was. Because it's already been established that in from A New Hope that you have to plot a course or otherwise, you know, you show up in the middle of a fucking, uh, you, you know, the side of a fucking moon or in the middle yeah, of a Bounce too close to a supernova and that ended yeah. your trip pretty quick. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right. I'll buy into that. I'll shut up. <laughs> oh, no, wait. This is radio. I better not shut up. Jesus. What? Um, What's going on? Kid. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry about your peaceful songs, but um Oh that's awesome. <laughs> where's, where's mommy? Is this the equivalent of that that that, that financial What's reporter that? on the BBC when his kids come <laughs> kid comes staggering in, the other one on a stroller, the mother comes in and grabs him? <laughs> okay, go find mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Just lay down. I, I right now. This is awesome. I like it when we can use the sad Hulk theme for somebody other than me. Play the Hulk theme. Do we just bring this around? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's always been there. Uh, I always have it available if I need it. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> Uh, sorry to make fun of your happy and functional home life, Ross. That was, that was no, a real dick fine. move of me. I just cut like world class stink eye too. Will you lay down? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I love live to tape radio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's there's now a child on camera. Hi, <laughs> I'm your drunk uncle Uncle Rob from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I have the pizza. <laughs> Oh, all right. Should uh, we try to talk about Star Wars? <laughs> did you like Star Wars? Okay. She's That's nodding yes. yes. Okay. You, That's the most important thing. Exactly. You can keep the, her. Is that the legacy of Star Wars is passed on to the next generation so that they can also love and enjoy it. Maybe in a different way, but still they're part of the universe. Don't. <laughs> exactly. Don't take that out of my ear. I'm so. No, go to bed. <laughs> Oh, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> not the first time. Not going to be the I've last. I've lost all control of my life. <laughs> oh, all ge- right. This seems like... Sorry, what generation ahead. is that kid anyways? I want to... Uh, somewhere after millennial, I would think. They're ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone sucks but us. <laughs> All right. Part of what I enjoyed about uh, Last Jedi more than Force Awakens is some of the character. <laughs> did Did you enjoy the character arcs that were more uh, firmly defined than many of them in the uh, the Force Awakens? She can't hear me. She doesn't have the headphones on. <laughs> um, no, I thought every most of the characters had much more satisfying and sharply defined character arcs. I mean, if you look at at Rey in the Force Awakens, she. She gets caught up in the resistance pretty much by accident, but she's excellent at everything she does. She impresses Han Solo, but she's just sort of getting picked up by events and 
pulled along and you know winds up getting a hug from Leia over Chewbacca. And does anybody does well, anybody over Chewbacca got a hug from Leia? So yes, I was going to say. Did anybody yeah. think that was a, a direct response to that? Like uh, when they made a big point in Batman versus Superman of Oh no, the island's deserted. Yeah, thousand thousand percent. All right, I only bring up Batman versus Superman to try to get you riled up. But all right, <laughs> you know, didn't work. <laughs> Um, again, I really enjoyed Last Jedi, and I'm I'm, still, <laughs> I'm taking a cue from Luke Skywalker from 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 I don't want to. It's we're not going to win by <laughs> by saving what we love. All right, and eating more porgs. Eating more porgs. I mean, who are goddamn cute? And by the way, why weren't they hoojibs? They should have been hoojibs. <laughs> it's fine. Fine, they made a port, but we had hoojibs. They look almost exactly like hoojibs. I'll, I'll guarantee you, for whatever whatever reason they decided to go with something different, 99% of their reason to exist was when uh, Chewbacca took the hard left and the pork bounced into the uh, the window, and so we can sell like Garfields from the 80s, uh-huh. just porgs up against the window. It's yeah. Disney dollars. That's all that matters. It was just about, yeah, it was just money. But, so but Ray- take mine. <laughs> Please, we'll, I, I want a lot. I want a shit ton of porgs next year. <laughs> that said, nobody ever. My God, I think Chewbacca has all the porgs now. I think he, he airlifted all of collected all the porgs. It's like Pokemon. Like, it's just, <laughs> and he won. It's a, <laughs> he wanted pets. I think that's awesome. Chewbacca wanted and a I, pet. He's lonely. Yeah. Han's not around anymore. He wants somebody yeah. to take care of. And I can't wait for the Ewok versus Porg battle. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's mutual destruction. I'm okay with that. All right, I was talking about Ray's character arc. For every, I see why people said, oh, she's a Mary Sue in the first one, even though it was basically Luke's arc from the first one, yeah. just caught up in things. But she's not ever really in control in the first one. She just goes from thing to thing that drags her along and is good at everything that she comes up in. Here she loses the first fucking thing she tries. She tries to convince Luke, you know, you got to return to the rebellion and teach me how to be a Jedi. And he's like, nope, fuck uh-uh. you. Throws the, throws the <laughs> lightsaber. Uh-uh. No. And she is legitimately tempted by Kylo Ren and the dark side. She's outmatched by Snoke. She's got a, things that she has to deal with and becomes far more proactive. It was a much more satisfying arc to me. Well, I also like the fact that on the island, she's desperate to convince Luke that she's worthy to be trained. And all she does is break shit. Like, just... Yeah. <laughs> Puts up, the oh, wall. Yeah. <laughs> and like even when she's getting into it with the lightsaber finally and, and like she's feeling her her mojo and she you know and Luke is watching and there's a single tear going down his face as he's like, oh, I remember, remember this and then she destroys the the rock. <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. kills a nun. But, but I yeah. think that that's why that's sort Caretaker. of nice is that again, in subverting the expectations is she, her her as opposed to Empire, uh she's not her big challenge isn't uh rushing in and into a lightsaber duel unprepared. Um, I mean, even though we get that halfway through, her big moment, her actual learning moment, is moving rocks. Is yeah. literally moving rocks to save her friends. Yeah. And again, it's this, it's this shift of oh wait, Jedi really are supposed to. Like, again, we have this emphasis on the warrior aspect, but but in the words of Yoda, wars not make one great. And yeah. so now we're seeing sort of the the flip side of. Oh, okay, here's where the wisdom of the Jedi come in. Here's where the the saving power of the Jedi come in. Removing obstacles, letting light in. Yes, yes. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wonder how much of it was 
a response to the, oh, she's just good at everything. She's really not good at almost anything in this movie. There was an almost karate kid, Mr. Miyagi kind of thing going on like on the island. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't understand why we're doing any of this. Like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. come back with me. <laughs> you know, I, I do think that between between Ray and BB-8, there there is that aspect of like, they could just do everything. Like, they're, you know, whatever the scene calls for, that's, that's what they're doing. So I think that the criticism was sort of fair in Force Awakens. And I think here in Last Jedi, there was definitely an awareness of like, they got to take some licks. There's got to be some, you know. Yeah. They, like, I mean, like, you know, Ray, Ray fails at, at some things and BB-8 totally gets knocked out by evil BB-8. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Who, who's like. A-A-B. Yeah. <laughs> whose head looks kind of like the Death Star. Like, yeah. yeah, looks yeah. remarkably like yeah, yeah the yeah. Death Star fucked Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish it was like just the same color pattern and everything, just with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was. This is the flathead BB-8 is the is the equivalent <clears throat> of the goatee. BB dude. Yeah. <laughs> BB hate. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hate myself for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad, and you should feel bad. Even Poe Dameron finally had an Poe Dameron finally had a character, not yes. not only a character arc, a character beyond you know smart mouth Han Solo knockoff. Yeah, um, he loves his jacket. Yes, yes. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he starts with that limited characterization. But you know, yes, they finally show him over time. He's like, "You're exactly right, Bernie bro. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to do." Wrong constantly, but finally reaches the point where and, and then, yeah, it's like, oh, this is the right. Th- okay, I got it. Yeah, you know, oh. he does the right thing in the end. In the end, he's like, okay, yeah. But and it's, he, he tries follow, to follow, follow the crystal critters. <laughs> he, well, no, he, I think he his big moment was when they were coming down on on the the cannon, where he tries to wave Finn off. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the beginning of the movie, he would have been right there with him. Yeah, well, we'll do this together because that's what you finish the mission yeah, that you that's start. True. Yeah, the, the battering ram cannon, which is the worst name in sci-fi since Dexter Jetster. My only problem with Finn's characterization is that he serves as exposition about what's happening with the other side. Oh, it's a this. Oh, it's a that. Well, I mean, if, if you got... I, I'm just a janitor, but I know the minutiae of all the, the top secret <laughs> yes. tech that they were working on yeah. to oh. destroy the rebellion. Oh, the left-handed philately rod? Yeah, that's right next to the mop closet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the Finley sprinkler head. Yes. yes. I, I, I prefer to think that he just took all the professional development they offered him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Finn was doing all the online courses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that or, you know, plunge shit. Yeah. <laughs> You want to go to another briefing? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> but that's why he's so angry all the time, and especially at Phasma. She did all of the trainings. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and fucking stormtrooper armor worked. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't, I didn't even funny. notice that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's <laughs> like right. A fucking blaster bounced off some armor. Right. Yep, that's yep. true. Eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> so all they had to do was chrome it. <laughs> oh, also. That's or maybe maybe it actually like went through the armor and just bounced off her breasts. I don't know. I don't know. She's, she's a strong woman. It didn't go through her heart. <laughs> she doesn't have one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but that that great cutaway shot to the 
to the spaceship-looking iron that turns out to be an iron. Oh, <laughs> that was funny. Which was, a, which was a great shout-out to Hardware Wars. Yes. Yeah, I didn't pick up That's on that true. the first time, but yeah, I read that online afterwards. That was awesome. I love that uh, as, as a kid. As soon as it happened, I yelled, I'm like, Hardware Wars, and no one knew what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah, I couldn't uh, believe I didn't pick including up Including me. On. Yeah. yeah it's, well, oh, bogus, you're missing. But you uh, call yourself no, a Star Wars fan? Well, no, you've seen you Hardware Wars. And you don't know Hardware Wars? I, I, I may not. It was on, it was a like 11 or 12 minute short film. Some guy, Ernie something, I forget his last name. Yeah, made. it was a fan film. It's from 78 or something. It was like, oh, the, God. Yeah, yeah where, where the spaceships were irons and egg beaters. Uh, and <laughs> I still have found it. There was I've a cookie monster looking thing that was the Chewbacca character. Yeah, <laughs> the one thing I remember is the. Uh, what was it? Augie Ben Doggy was Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. I think. <laughs> and he's like, Yo, Luke, we, we have to find a pilot in this bar. Oh, no, this yeah. place is weird. I don't want to go in here. And then it was just like a regular <laughs> fucking dive bar. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and Han Solo's ham salad. I yeah. mean, it's oh, terrible. God. It's a, <laughs> but it's, that's it's the other so great. The kid, the kids today don't realize with home video and everything. Like, Greg, when we were kids... It left the theater and it was done. Oh yeah, anything Everything that was, was rem- bean. Yeah, anything that was remotely Star Wars, you, yeah. you just could pick it up. I had. I, the- I would stay home on afternoons and and like watch through the commercials just to see R two D two find a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Do you really think I don't have a heart? <laughs> <laughs> now, but- that doesn't make you tear up. Yeah. <laughs> It does. It fucking does. Well, that's a, the one I remember is there was this show about the history of Fox Studios called That's Entertainment. It was syndicated. Oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. I watched it every week only because in the credits they had Star Wars <laughs> shit, which implied to me eventually they'd talk about fucking Star Wars and it never fucking came up. Every week I watched it, but that's what you had to do. Was it Leonard Malton? It, uh, no, it was... It, Tom Bosley, I think, fucking yeah. Oh, God, God, God. really? <laughs> yeah, it's, oh I God. watched it every week. I learned about movies I would never watch at gunpoint. No Star Wars ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, but that's the thing. Is like there was a Star Wars, and even like the holiday special, they aired it once, and then you missed it, and everyone was like, "Oh, it was terrible." But it's like I want to see it. Oh, I just want to see it. I, I, I think we talked about this uh, on either the Rogue One or the uh, the Force Awakens show that we did. But yeah, my parents sent me to bed right after the Boba Fett cartoon, and for years I blamed them. I did. You, so said, it would, you said it would be so on lucky. next year. Well, it's in the late nineties. Uh, I was in a, a buddy of mine's wedding, and he had a a local record store that had a bootleg copy on VHS. So he got yeah. that for me as his groomsman's gift. Nice. And uh, now I, I watched it, and he's divorced now, and <laughs> that's karma. That's, that's appropriate. <laughs> Actually, he, he listens to this show sometimes. That's, uh, Paul, I don't mean it, dude. Thank you very much. I really wanted it. I appreciate it. <laughs> but it is like The Ring. Like, terrible. Th- like, you're like, oh, I want to see it. And you get all the way through. If you make it all the way through, then fucking, what's it? What's the? Lumpy stinky? comes out of the TV. Oh, yeah, like- Lumpy. <laughs> Stinky, the fucking Wookiee family. Okay. If you were to ever like, say to someone, you're going to watch like 20 minutes of Wookiees, you'll be like, that sounds awesome. And then they just sit there and watch like fucking All in the Family yeah, and they're dancing in the cantina. Now, now you're discounting Itchy with his virtual reality <laughs> masturbation on fucking primetime television. Harvey Corman apparently is every alien in the Star Wars universe yes. at that point. Oh, God. And I, Julia Child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel better about the prequels now, actually. I'm glad we had this conversation. 
Uh, Harvey Corman would have made the prequels fucking awesome. This is true. I would watch. I would. I would watch Harvey Corman, and, and as anything over the prequels. Did you watch? Did you uh, as a, a, a diversion? Did you watch the Carol Burnett fiftieth uh, anniversary? I did I not. I missed it. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was outstanding. Fifty years. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, God. I used to watch. Yeah, daytime reruns on UHF TV when I was a kid. Wow, this podcast got real old real fast. <laughs> 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 Bye, Bye, Jay, the Star Wars came on in <laughs> the afternoon. <laughs> hey, how about those yeah, books? It all started when you fucking brought up Hardware Wars. <laughs> uh, well, I thought that was a nice nod. <laughs> <It's> my fault. <laughs> it's very nice that they did a nice thing for people. <laughs> they did a nice thing for people who would remember. <laughs> Uh, actually, we got into this uh, where we, we were talking about something about Finn. Finn was the best character arc in this for me. Because, yeah, he spent the entire the entirety of Force Awakens and most of this. His only two motivations were, I'm scared of the First Order and I want to get away, and I want to lay into Rey. That's, that was his motivation for absolutely everything. And then, yeah, that moment where he's like, I'm rebel scum, after he goes to literally face down his past. You know, yeah. the The woman who... I don't want to say raised him. I don't. I don't feel it's a, a very nurturing environment. Perhaps <laughs> on Starkiller Base. Controlled him. Yes, controlled him. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, that was the the best art because it. Yeah, he really moved to something to the point where yeah, he's willing to die like an idiot going into the fucking battering ram. <laughs> Apparently, they the new order didn't have the money to hire the fucking marketing guy who came up with the name Death Star. Well, they, they used <laughs> up all the money on Starkiller. I guess. <laughs> No, it was called the Death Ram Star. <laughs> Fire up the big battering type cannon ram thing. I don't think you've got a military future, Greg. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> but you know, there is a there is a uh, something to be said too about the fact that like, yay, we didn't blow up a Death Star. Like, we didn't have to fight a Death Star again. Like, thank you. Uh, yeah. even but yeah. even with that, they still gave us like, oh, it's still, but they still got to have Death Star tech. That's still the worst thing in the world. You know, it's still the worst thing in the galaxy. Oh, yeah, there's still going to be something. Oh, no, the big gun we have to deal with. The Dreadnought. <laughs> that was a great... Uh... But they didn't have to deal with it because, you know, they lost. Well, no, they beat, like the, they beat yeah. the Dreadnought. Can we just say I have lived to the point where I have seen a Star Wars movie open with a prank phone call and a your mother joke. I never <laughs> thought that would happen. And actually, yeah. and it was kind of awesome. And it worked. And it, yeah. was, and it, it was, was great. Good. I'm this holding is... for General Hux. <laughs> <laughs> Still holding. <laughs> kind of pasty. It's about his mother. <laughs> but it's... Can, can he hear us? <laughs> <laughs> which, which was basically an updated version of Han Solo doing the like, uh, we got a big reactor leak here. Um, <laughs> uh, real, real bad. Uh, we're, but we're, we're all fine here. Uh, how are you? Like, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. <laughs> I, I have everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, that's that's what it was. So everything was a nice little updated nod. I'm looking at my notes here, and one thing I forgot to talk about with Luke. Uh, yes. As a middle-aged guy, there, I, I found something cool about Luke's story in that it completely mirrors Obi-Wan's. He's a hero of this one war. He trains an apprentice and he fucks yeah. it up and his apprentice turns evil and he goes hiding in disgrace. And it, it kind of made the point to me that 
Don't try. Don't, well, no, no matter how old you get. <laughs> try not. <laughs> <laughs> never try. <laughs> when, was, when you're a kid, you're convinced, oh, I'm never going to make the mistakes my parents did. I'm never going to do the things that they did. I'm going to do all this other cool stuff. And I'm, I'm going to have blackjack and hookers. Actually, forget my parents. But you wind up making all those mistakes anyway. But the, that, the thing is. That is the burden of the Jedi Master. Well. <laughs> The thing Yoda, is, as Yoda says, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, Luke didn't make all the same mistakes. He didn't face off in single combat against Kylo Ren. You know, he well, no, he, he finally almost, learned. This is a, he he gained the wisdom in the end. He got his character arc. Yeah, well, no, he he lit up the lightsaber to kill him when he was an apprentice, but felt shame for it. He did. He wound up being just a little bit better than the old man. Yes, which. Which but is, that's still, I think, the Jedi version of molesting kids in the temple. <laughs> like, I feel, like, I'm pretty sure, like, like, about, like, sneaking in and about to, like, basically invading the kid's mind and then, like, lighting up the lightsaber to, like, ah, were you gonna, were, did you just take your, your fucking, did you just <laughs> laser dick out? Like, yeah, I'm sorry, I wasn't gonna do anything with it. I, I thought better of it. How but, could I uh, not? The darkness was... Three, and it becomes like a threes company thing. Like, were you going to... I thought you were like, no, no, it's a whole mistake. And then he fucking destroys the kid's future. I was just oh, trying to read. I was in dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to bump my shins on your bed. <laughs> so I was feeling my way ahead with my laser dick. And funny story. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's what happened. It's like all Kylo Ren knows is that he woke up and fucking looks got his laser dick out. <laughs> And he's, he looks he looks pretty he looks like he just got caught doing something he wasn't supposed to. You've convinced me. Kylo Ren did nothing wrong. <laughs> and, and he has a reason to be pissed off at mom and dad. They gave yeah. him to Uncle Molester. And his creepy <laughs> uncle. All he knows is his creepy uncle is standing over while he sleeps with his laser dick in his hand. That's it. That's what he woke up to. And now I'm now I'm picturing the scene where Obi-Wan leans forward and says, You must learn the ways of the force if you're to come <laughs> to me with Alderaan. In a whole different yeah. light, man. <laughs> That's fucked up. Suddenly very Kevin Spacey. And the first place he takes him to a fucking swingers bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why are we going here? Trust me. <laughs> have this have this blue beer. <laughs> I have the death sentence in 12 systems. Plus a key. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Walrus Man. What? <laughs> okay, put on this blindfold. Reach out. What am I touching? <laughs> it's the force. <laughs> it's your father's. Oh, that was a great moment. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm totally derailing the comedy. No, no, but fuck no, it's, it. it's I don't fine. care. It's probably for the when best. He stuck her hand out and he. Oh, <laughs> it did great. Oh yeah. It was like, That's the force. It's you just feel making it. fun of all of us. Yes. And did, we like, did we like seeing Yoda show up again? Yeah, that was I great. Can we go back to something though? Just since we're we were talking about that, where where he's you know goofing on her with the force and then they start to take it seriously and then yeah okay she does reach out with her feelings ah mm-hmm. oh, life death hot cold oh what's this hole i'm diving into and then and then he completely berates her for it there there was nothing there that was light that she was going to get drawn to is that was equally strong it, wouldn't it be normal that a teenager is getting drawn to the bad shit why are we yelling at her about it <laughs> great no i i don't think it was that i think he was he I thought it was that like she wasn't freaked out at all by it. it. Was that like she took it so much in stride that that he was he was freaked out? She was so comfortable with the dark side. Yeah, it was a giant space vagina. I was freaked out. By that. that was weird looking. <laughs> well, that and, you, and that's the whole thing. She's just like, issues. I'm a woman. There's nothing to be scared about. <laughs> like space vagina. I gotta go. <laughs> 
But he, was, he the, didn't even the try only to one fight I'm it. close to being attracted to is my sister. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Yoda. It's good to see Yoda. <laughs> and uh, now, uh, it was tough to tell, but it actually looked like that was a, a puppet again. Uh, I did see yeah. online that was, yeah, that was a practical really? puppet. Yep. Really? Yep. They brought Frank Oz back, like, under cover of darkness. They didn't let him eat in the cafeteria. <laughs> they had to explain to him your name can't be on the poster because it has to be a surprise. But, yeah. Oh, no the, kidding. Yeah, he did the puppet. And then he was at the, the premiere. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, they saw pictures of him on Twitter. He just, he just <laughs> signed on to Twitter, like, three days ago. <laughs> What's that? Well, so so it's Frank Oz movie. just signed on to Twitter like three days ago. This is my first tweet. It was like three days ago. Like, oh, neat. That's cool. <laughs> I was like one of, the, one of like the tenth people to like it. I was like, oh, I like that. I'm going to tweet him. One prophylactic. One soiled. It's <laughs> <laughs> his second greatest role. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was completely surprised by that. It it made total sense, and it... it Clearly, telegraphs will see Mark Hamill in the next one. You know, Amanda pointed out. Yep. Yeah, it's a great reminder. Oh, yeah, just if you're a dead Jedi, you don't yep. necessarily stay dead. You're showing back up. So I thought, the question well, is, we're going to see we're going to see Mark Hamill. We might see Yoda again. Do you want to see Hayden Christensen? No. Uh, <laughs> if they have if they have a good point for Anakin to be there, like hanging I'd from his thumbs. I'd rather see James Earl Jones in whiteface. <laughs> oh. oh. I, 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 that beats There's, my. I'd see him in front of my car. Yeah, no, we'll <laughs> stick with Benares. I like that. Who one. was the actor that played him in uh, Empire Strikes Back? Uh, something McDiarmid. Ian yeah, McDiarmid? yeah, maybe. No, that's Bring that, him, that was the Emperor. The Emperor. That's the Emperor. Oh, right. okay. You mean in Return of the Jedi? In the, Jedi, uh, yeah. The frog. The frog I, I assume oh, that right. guy's dead. Right. He's got to be dead. <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> awful. That guy's got to be dead. David. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just. David Krause or yeah. something. No, David Prowse was Darth Vader. Okay. He was. He was. David Prowse would be fucking awesome though as a Force ghost. Oh, he absolutely would. But uh, he 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 tried to convince people that his net percentage points in Jedi should be worth something. Like Return <laughs> of the Jedi ever made a dollar? Ah, uh, like, yeah. He's persona non grata at uh, <laughs> at, at Lucasfilm and Disney these days. Ah. Uh. That's a shame. Well, it's good. It's, it's good that somebody's getting fucked over. <laughs> <laughs> just, just him and Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. God. Let's see. I, Fantastic. I, I'm not sure how I feel about Yoda being able to use the Force lightning from beyond, but I guess it makes sense if you're one with the Force. You're yeah. you're now a part of like the natural universe, whereas you can manifest yeah. like through the powers. Of, but again, it's like. We're skirting a line here that <laughs> makes it a little well, and, and a little also, too Deus ex machina. It's like, well, why didn't you use that to take out the emperor then? When you could take, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. remember when I was being tased to death by the emperor? Thanks, Yoda, you <laughs> piece of shit. Of course, lightning there would have been super awesome and helpful. <laughs> uh, they were indoors, though. Yeah. Oh, all right. You can only do real lightning. I know I could. Yeah, say, it was real lightning. I, it was I, I, lightning, lightning. Oh, I this know, was the but... nexus of the force. This is one of the places where this was like one of the strongest places where the force is manifested. So the rules are a little bit different because it's the original Jedi temple, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, but it's funny. such a keep. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and if the actor that plays Palpatine ever died, I always thought that they would be able to replace him instead of CGI. Just use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh god, I can't remember his name now, so now I feel like a dildo. But, um, <laughs> I think Joe Lieberman is free to Joe play. Lieberman. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, if you were the first person to drag this show, this show to a screeching halt, Greg, I'd be pissed. <laughs> we'll fix it in editing. Throwing no it. <laughs> It'll be seamless. <laughs> we'll just tighten it. We'll just tighten that up. Apparently- we have plenty of dead space for us to tighten that up. <laughs> At least it's not the Ant Man show. Anyway. Um, <laughs> The, apparently, they were actually uh, they had talked about bringing in uh, <clears throat> uh, shit. Who, who played Obi Wan Kenobi in the prequels? Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh. Yeah. We just saw him in Transpotting. Yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> like now, Transpotting two actually. Yes, but uh, yeah, they said no. They've, he's got no relationship with the young one. Although it could be interesting, you can show yourself however you want, and uh, as a Force ghost. Even though I thought they already established that in like the second special edition of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's, Yoda was the way to go. They were they were smart with that. No, Yoda Yoda's good because philosophically Yoda's the one who gets it. So like he's the one who's been trying to tell them the fucking right way to do it all along, and no one ever fucking listens. They all want to go running in, waving a lightsaber, and Yoda's like, "That's not how you do it." Okay, yeah, no, go go do your thing. <laughs> yeah, see how it turns out. No, you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, worked out it did not. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Mm. The fucking dick. I also, I love that this was like the Empire Strikes Back Yoda. Of yeah. Just like fucking with Luke. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to doing somersaults and beating on Christopher Lee, Yoda. Yep. The one time he decided, oh, no, I think stabbing a guy is the way to go. My, uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Ryan Britt, wrote a. He, he wrote a, a book of essays, and, w- and the most famous one, the title, is uh, Luke Skywalker Can't Read. <laughs> and he basically theorized that Luke being like raised on Tatooine and being a farmer, uh, he never went to school. He, he's probably illiterate. And like he goes through like all the things of basically why Luke can't read. So I thought that this movie also kind of verified that <laughs> when Yoda's like, you know, Oh, read, Jedi the books. Books. Read, read the books, have you? And he looks like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you sure I did. That Luke has definitely not read any of the Jedi. I think oh, he I looked so at the pictures. I want to see like, the, the uh, outtakes of that, too, with Mark Hamill hamming that up. Yeah. <laughs> I came here to die, but not of boredom. <laughs> I keep a copy of Playboy in the tree. <laughs> I, I told these are very important. I don't know what these symbols mean. <laughs> I've right. on this island alone trying to figure out what the fuck this means. <laughs> the nuns might have told him eventually. <laughs> he's just, no, he's got his big bag of weed. He's drinking fermented fucking green tit juice. He's like the he big can't. Lebowski of Jedis. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. Jedi abides. <laughs> yes, fuck it. <laughs> oh, that tree really tied the island together. I love the dark the dude side. Dude will be with you always. <laughs> uh, the dark side's reaching out to me. Well, that's like just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the dark side. I like Kylo Ren's arc <laughs> that taught us that millennials are just irredeemably evil with no redeeming qualities. Children but are deaf. Think, but they think because uh, they think because Star Wars existed when they were born that it belongs to them. Yeah, fuck those kids. Isn't that what you said earlier in the show? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> I'm making my own point. <laughs> I mean, Kylo Ren is the worst, like millennials. 
<laughs> Sebastian Shaw. Uh, Greg is showing me his phone. Played uh, played Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Is he dead? Ninety four. Mm. He's alive. Damn. Dead. Dead. He died in ninety four. Oh, uh, 19- oh. oh, okay. <laughs> He's not ninety four. He died in ninety four. I would have. Beli- I would have. I would have accepted both answers. <laughs> It's a what if he what if he died in ninety four at ninety four totally fine that makes sense yep. well, that's just like your opinion man <laughs> it worked once I'll try it again <laughs> so much fucking editing to do on this show I'm putting it up live I'm not editing a fucking word <laughs> we'll do it live <laughs> fuck it fuck you it. think he's kidding <laughs> it's going up as is tomorrow <laughs> oh good. <laughs> He was can, he was eighty nine when he croaked. Okay, close. Uh, I I do want to uh, point out one thing that I don't believe is true, but I want to bum everyone out, oh. and I want to talk about R two D two for a second because it was great that R two was there, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I have two questions. Number one, where yes. the fuck did R two go? But like, we never saw him again. Like, is he just chilling on the Millennium Falcon with the Porgs and Chewbacca now? Like, what happened? So. This is my, this is my, I don't know that I believe this, but I think that it tracks. So like R2 just shut down, right? After like Luke disappeared. And the first time he perks up is when they mentioned like Luke and like, oh, Luke's back. And so it was like, oh, and they go and they find Luke and they don't bring him out of the Millennium Falcon for some reason. And then Luke is wandering the Millennium Falcon and then R2 sees him. I think R2-D2 has Alzheimer's. Uh, <laughs> because he's talking and then like and then he shows him like a 40 year old clip R2, and then it only doesn't show him the princess leia clip again he's like oh that's cold and i think what happened after that is that archie's like it looks like you just said that and then he shows him the clip again of princess leia. <laughs> and it's like oh r2 uh, and that's what makes luke like really bummed out to go back he's like Fine, I'll train Ray. Everything's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the D stands for dementia. <laughs> oh. like, I think R2 might be senile. <laughs> well, and also, the other argument is the only person who has ever like maintained R2-D2 was Luke. So when he went away... <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <laughs> like Nobody else apparently knows how to fix that R2 unit. Yeah, everyone just assumed that R2 would take care of himself, and now R2 is just sitting on the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> occasionally rolling around and playing the Princess Leia video. <laughs> like, let's be playing, Chewbacca will be flying, the Porgs will be jumping around, and all of a sudden be like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my own. And I'll be like, aw, R2. <laughs> Those were the days. He like leaks a little oil and everything. Oh, <laughs> we did it, R2. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Look at the rabbits, R2. Look at the porgs. <laughs> Look at the porgs. <laughs> Look at the porgs. There's also the, the really plausible thing. He couldn't have gotten up any of those stairs on that island. <laughs> R2 on one of those fucking stair lifts. <laughs> and they would have had to make it look like... Also- <laughs> It's like when the Daleks used to try to get upstairs. It's just not happening. <laughs> his, his rocket boosters from the prequels don't work anymore. Yeah. Well, because nobody's been <laughs> able to I'm maintain just, them. <laughs> now I'm just angry that 3PO was hanging out with BB-8 so much. Yeah, the, the newer, hotter. What a, what a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, R2 who? R2D who? 
<laughs> it, it was a civil union. We could, we could just break it right up. Yeah. <laughs> they were happy to see each other at the end. <laughs> no, that was a... Uh, he looked at Master Luke and that, that gave him the wink. That was... No. Did he, uh, did no. he even see R2 in this one? R2 and 3PO got together on the Millennium the Falcon. Oh, that's right. They did. Okay. The very did, yeah. No, but they, at the end of this one, too, because 3PO sees R2 and it's like, nice to see you, old friend. It's like a yeah, I, I wasn't buying it, though. Does R2 say, yeah, that's what you say to someone you divorced 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, nice to see you, old friend. You're looking well, and fucking R2's a doddering, drooling mess of a fucking droid. Oh, you see my newer, hotter droid wife? TVH is rolling around, fucking got vibrators going and fucking things popping out of his thing. He's, got, he's loaded with cash from the casino. <laughs> <laughs> He's headbutting the inside of the X-Wing. <laughs> There's nowhere to hide because now the rebellion's so small you can drown it in the bathtub. Who are you guys? With the rebellion. going to constantly awkwardly run into each other again. Oh, I thought this escape pod was for... No, it's fine. You take it. You take it. <laughs> how, how will... R2, we need to talk about this like adults. We're no longer together. And General Kenobi, you serve my foot. Don't show me the thing again, R2. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't. What plans? No, we're not finding. No, Master Luke is dead. He's dead. <laughs> R2-D2, you found a cigarette. <laughs> I got it from Master Luke's bag of weed. <laughs> Nah, you see, this is this is sad now. I, I'm just picturing him like sitting at the door, staring out, like he's just waiting for his master to come home. And I'm just telling you, man, R 2s not doing great. <laughs> I don't think. The more we talk about this, the more it's like I kind of wish they had just started fresh and not used the older <laughs> characters. Well, but that's where I was going with this. Like, so we we lost Han in the first movie. We we lost Luke, but we'll probably see him in the next movie. But we've really lost Leia. And now I'm yeah. at a point where I'm I'm so tenaciously holding on to anything. Like if they decide that the way that the, the next movie ends is to end the Millennium Falcon, I'm going to lose my shit. It's like taking Boxer to the glue factory. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> what this movie did is it made a cleaner break than Force Awakens, and really made it Ray and Finn and Poe Dameron <clears throat> and BB-8 like. It, and now Rose, like it's really made it about these newer characters and we're going to see where they're going to go with the legacy of everything that's come before them. And R2 is going to be retrofitted as a beer server again. Yeah. <laughs> fucking loser. Don't worry, Ilsa, we'll always have nine num. <laughs> somehow it's still there. I mean, this is very much though about like ending the adventures of the, you know, this is like, and now the adventures of Luke Skywalker have come to an end and now we're going to go follow these new adventures in the Star Wars universe. I'm not sure we can get past Alzheimer's fucking I'm telling you, man. I'm sorry to bum everyone out, but it's totally, I think, true. He stuck his robot dick in the wrong fucking terminal and picked up a malware. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll make it more more serious. There was was some, seemed like political points that were being made in this particular movie. Although there were in the first one, too. the, The first one was supposed to be the response to Vietnam. Yeah, the, the plucky rebellion yeah. was the Viet Cong. Yeah, and also like Watergate came on the heels of Watergate, and you know, 
Well, I mean, in this one, the the first order, just that sort of first order, <laughs> just sort of a bunch of shitty privileged young white guys recycling shitty Nazi ideas and playing dress up. I don't know where they'd get that fantasy I, from. I have no clue. I mean, Kylo Ren is nothing if he's not a guy just idealizing a war criminal for like the worst fucking possible reasons. Yeah, so no. he based Richard Spencer to hang out with the, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the fucking neo space Nazis. Now I feel like that was the other guy, the the ginger um, uh, Huck. Zero fucks uh, Huck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zero fucks Huck. Yeah. <laughs> Zero fucks Huck. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time, actually, I was happy to see Kylo Ren, like, force choke a bitch. That was just, I did not like that character. Mm. Yeah, he plays a nice punchable face guy. I did yeah. enjoy the uh, him being batted aside by uh, by Kylo Ren <laughs> when they were in the ad at. So like, we'll uh, open the door then. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the arms dealing in the, the casino, I thought, was a little... Uh, yeah, I mean, that the first time... Did the casino have a name? <laughs> I forget what the, even even the, I forget what the name of the planet was, but yeah, clearly Space Vegas. Yeah, but the yeah. the, the con- went to Space Vegas space, on, on Space Casablanca, Space Atlantic City. <laughs> but just the oh yeah, Atlantic City's probably better actually. But but yeah, for the first time this oh yeah yeah this concept that yeah maybe all this shit is just making people rich, yeah, mm. which is interesting and from a plot standpoint, it finally kind of answers the question that everybody had from Force Awakens. Uh, Who's paying for the First Order to do all this shit? Well, and I'm glad that they finally explained what the fucking First Order did and why there was a resistance. Where, where I felt that was vague in Force Awakens. And this one, they were just like, yeah, no, no, the First Order obliterated the New Republic and what's left is is this resistance. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was very unclear in the first one. It's a, but aren't... No. We, we, we saw them obliterate the New Republic in the first one. Yeah, no, but I mean, it was sort of unclear of like what the first order why there was like a resistance that that like it just made it it crystallized more of like yeah, the it, first order's a, an actual thing yeah, as opposed it, to just it felt in the first movie like it was it's like calling the marines the resistance it's like no you're the armed forces yeah. or you should be and at least yeah this this made it clear it seemed like the star killer was taking out like the remains of the new republic as opposed to this being the beginning of them yes. taking out the new yeah, republic exactly. they they did explain it though and maybe it was in the crawl cuz i just watched it uh this weekend before before <laughs> seeing it and and they did explain that the uh republic uh, Leia like rejected Leia's, uh, re- you know, saying right, like we yeah, should fight them and everything. So she, so she started her own, like the resistance was like her own splinter group. It was like the shadow government or like this new splinter group within the right. It wasn't like she was. She wasn't officially part of the Republic. Right. Um, it wasn't. Yeah. So Leia was running Blackwater. I feel a little bad about <laughs> Leia right now. <laughs> no, she'd be more. Uh, she'd probably be more of like what <laughs> Obama's doing. Basically, there was an election. And the first order got <laughs> got brought into this. Well, I mean, that's what I kept thinking of. You know, okay, it's, maybe that's where the first order money came from. It, sure, I'll front, front the cash for a Star Killer base if you can just see fit to give the Incom Corporation a tax break. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the heir to the Empire books, though. It was just you know the people that were left over. Yeah, but see, I, it's hard to take it that way when General Hux is like. 14 years old these fucking well, again, kids. they didn't they never really explained like where Snoke came from or what the hell he was that's or, true you know how he got so powerful but also as Ross said it didn't fucking matter he just or, was like I'm Darth McGuffin so well yeah, how he got I'm that done. I've accomplished everything I'm going to accomplish here 
I actually, uh, I read online that his look was based on Hugh Hefner, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the silk, lo- silk robe. And- <laughs> silk robe. Oh, God, yeah. The yeah. terrible syphilitic rot in his face. <laughs> Does that mean that that final lightsaber battle happened in the grotto? Oh... Uh... <laughs> You don't take your lightsaber like out I of the said, grotto. Like I said, epic location. <laughs> Turn on your black lightsaber. Let's see what's ah. going on down here. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's a grody grotto. There's green milk everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> but part of also what I liked about it was... but it, Not to interrupt, but did ahead. you actually hear that Hefner, as, a, as a Hefner character? Uh, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> apparently, they That's yeah. Beautiful. Ryan Johnson decided to base the look on, uh, on Hugh Hefner. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but also, part of what I liked it is it it builds up the Star Wars universe. And if they're going to try to create a shared universe type of movie, they have to do that. They have to make it. They always made it look lived in, but they need to make make it feel more lived in with more parts of it. And Greg and I were talking about this before the show. I want to see the guy with the blossom on his lapel doing a heist, taking down a casino. Yeah, I mean, now you can go off and you can, you know, fucking do Lando's Eleven. I'm still fucking mad that Lando wasn't in the fucking casino. Like, that's- Lando's going to be in the solo movie. Just shell it. Maybe, oh, that, was, maybe that was Lando's uh, casino. Oh. Some, yeah, give me something, man. That'd be Wait, hard. we don't remember the name of it. Maybe it was Planet Calrissian. <laughs> like no, Lando's it, place. It was a two-word name. I forget what it was, but yeah, Lando Calrissian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which would also be appropriate. That would be a nice callback to like Lando's not a star system; he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a casino. But, <laughs> but uh, we saw local cops on that planet. I'd I'd love to see some kind of locked room sci-fi mystery where some local cop is just like I, I want to. I, I have to solve this before the stormtroopers come in and take over jurisdiction or something. You can do any kind of story there, but you got to build up the universe to to make it more than than just yep rebels and and then you can have like a nice little like space Serpico just <laughs> bringing down the police corruption from within on the fucking casino planet. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I hear you that they can do all this stuff, and there's there's <laughs> a million stories they can tell. But I don't know that I give a shit. (laughs) That is fair. (laughs) Nor do you have to. That's the beauty of the mouse. Yeah. (laughs) They will make something for everyone, and there will be plenty of suckers to go see it, and they don't need you anymore. (laughs) There's a million stories in the Naked Empire. (laughs) Because you're old, and your kids will force you to go anyway. Yep. That's that's why they've made a clear... (laughs) By killing all your favorite people off, and they're like, they're dead now. <laughs> they're from your kids. Dad, can you take me to see March of the Porgs? <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be like, in my day, we had the caravan of the Ewoks for sure. <laughs> now, wait, let's go back. Now I want nothing more than, than a movie about the Porgs narrated by Morgan Freeman. I just <laughs> that I, I want this. <laughs> and as the Porgs made their way across. Chewbacca's dashboard. On the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Although I was thinking back to when we were talking about the Star Wars Christmas special. I want somebody to do holiday a holiday special. Thank you. Holiday special. Because <laughs> it's really for everybody. It is. And that's why it's so fucking beloved. <laughs> Life Day belongs to everybody. Fucking um, PC police. The, uh, fucking, you don't have to put Christmas in everything, okay? I, I just want them to Get take it. the soundtrack off of it. Just take all of it off. And then just have it narrated by David David Attenborough. Just <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're in the the Wookiee household, and it's just like Wild Kingdom oh, shit. Yeah. That's actually going to be that's actually the next <laughs> and last Star Wars movie with the original cast. Is they're just going to repurpose everything from the holiday special, <laughs> and do it like oh, it's a found footage Star Wars movie, and do it <laughs> like oh, it's, it's, let's look at Chewbacca's home movie. <laughs> But keep keep the B. Arthur and the yeah. Art Carney scene. Oh, all the Art Carney stuff is in there. All the B. Arthur closing down the cantina. Wow, Princess Leia sure is awake, even with that sinus condition she's got. Yes. <laughs> it's the miracle of life day. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> life day. Got Art, Art Carney. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This he like, comes knocking on the door oh, like it's a fucking Bob Hope special. <laughs> 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 what kids who love Star Wars would <laughs> love Art Carney? <laughs> God, how can... The kids love Fred Travelina, don't they? <laughs> kids want to hear a B. Arthur musical number. That's what they love. After sitting through 20 minutes of whooping growl. Uh, you can call me Jabba, or you can call me Jay. It's oh, a big hit out of 77. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Billy. All right, are there any uh, favorite moments or anything we haven't talked about? I think we've beat this thing fairly significantly to death, with, even with 10 minutes about R2-D2 drooling on himself. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Alzheimer's R2. R2 definitely has, has dementia. <laughs> I liked when they were both fighting over who got the lightsaber. Yes. Yes. I'm going to talk about the movie again. All right. Thank you. <laughs> It's that was a, a good scene for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, it showed that they were equals at least as of this point. But also the, yeah. the the payoff of we saw the lightsaber in pieces at the end, including very obviously the crystal, which means yes, yes. we're going to see her creating her own lightsaber, which is one of the final things you have to do to reach the level of Jedi Knight. So it, mm-hmm. it paid off in a few ways. That was a solid moment. Mm-hmm. And it was it was also nice to have like someone lose a battle and not lose a limb. Uh, <laughs> yes. Right. Although one thing, and this is not my my thought, I actually read it online someplace. When Luke died, the one thing they missed was there should have just been a cybernetic hand thunking to the ground. That uh, should not have gone. Oh yeah. Like, that was a fourth hand. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all good. He made that up. That's all force projection as well. <laughs> it's a force hand, and this this is my force light. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, flashlight. And when only in, the, in the flashback, when he was gonna, when he was gonna kill Kylo, then whatever the fuck, uh, he still he still had it. Still looked like a robot hand then. Like I assumed that this the the flesh part of the hand burned off when the temple burned down. Okay, see, I I took it sort of as he just stopped giving a shit about what he looked like. He yeah. let himself go, like R two. I'm not going to get the hand done. I'm not going to get the collagen and lips. <laughs> it's, he's gone the extra route. Well, it's but like, except, except his force projection wasn't, didn't have the gray in the beard. 
He was definitely younger. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And had yeah, the blue yeah. lightsaber. So, so he did yes. fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I cannot argue with that. And he Luke's was a vain horse. piece of shit, and if he didn't like <laughs> spend that extra power to like make himself wearing, look younger, he was wearing a glove. He was wearing a glove uh, over over the hand as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, he got he got dressed the fuck up for his little confrontation there. <laughs> Put on a little fucking Jedi going to meet and suit, and <laughs> did his business. But he died in his robe like the dude, and that's important too. Because the Jedi abides. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, uh, any moments we haven't talked about? That- I, I'm still just fascinated by the Hugh Hefner thing. Because <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm like now picturing him, you know, doing more, you know, hey, you know bring in the brides. <laughs> bring in the space brides with their, with their cow boobs, with their blue milk. <laughs> he doesn't want a piece of Snoke. <laughs> Smoking Snoke. Uh, Amanda, how about you? Uh, um, I I found it interesting that uh, Kylo goes out of his way to spend all this time telling Ray that you know she has to let the past die, and and you know you're so concerned about your parents, and they threw you away, and and she's countering with like you had loving parents, why are you such a dick, and <laughs> and. <laughs> His whole thing being that, no, I, I had to kill them because I have to move on. And I don't need them. I don't need anybody. But he does. He so desperately needs somebody. Please let it be you, Ray. You're a girl. I like you. <laughs> and and she's yeah. having having none of it because she spent so much time on her own. Yeah, she'd like to have people in her life. But she can wait. It's It's, you know, she's got time. She'll find the right people to have in her life. And I'm real, you know, when they were doing that whole, like, force bridge and reaching out and touching the hands. I'm like, oh, don't go Twilight. Like, just <laughs> please, please. <laughs> and they did I, it. <laughs> so needy. Yeah. I actually really, I thought that moment was also terrific because, again, that was a great subverting of our expectations of like, okay, here's where they reveal that they're related or they're going to be the siblings. And he's like, but you saw, like, you're nothing. You come from nothing. You're not important. Except I'm important. You're not important. But you're important to me. I mean, so it's like it was also yeah. a manipulative, creepy. Was he negging her? Yeah, I mean, it was like, <laughs> well, it was. It was like a classic neg of like, you're not important, but you are to me. So come with me. <laughs> um, and I'll also say because he's the villain, we do have to take what he said with a grain of salt. There could still be a twist coming. Like, yeah, I, I think, but she didn't deny it though. She yeah, didn't deny yeah, it. I think, I think what was true was that that he saw what she saw in the cave. Which was also another great subversion of the Empire Strikes Back cave scene. Yes, uh, and just a cool sequence too, yeah. with the with the snapping. Oh yeah, the, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah she was, it, got, it like became like a Fosse number. <laughs> she, was, she was totally ready to take on the sharks when she came out of that fucking cave. Busby Berkeley. <laughs> like, she just went to like fucking steam heat for a second. It's like okay, now I'm back to Star Wars. <laughs> But I mean, I like that. I like that his his sort of appeal to her was that she's nothing. <laughs> but, That'll get her. But but if you come with me, you're somebody. <laughs> come with well, me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Stick with me, kid. I'll make you yeah. a star. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, but she just wasn't having it. She spent so much time alone that when she does start to let people in, it'll be on her own terms. So she's let in Finn. 
And, you know, she'll let in others as it seems right to her. And even with Finn, if you go back to the first movie, she was having none of it. Get your hands off me. Stop touching me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Kylo Ren, yeah, he really is the worst of fandom. He's he's living his life cosplaying Darth Vader and, yeah, doing... Yeah, negging on weird chicks and stalking them on Forcenet or whatever the fuck they had to connect themselves. <laughs> oh, Ben, don't do this, Ben. <laughs> like, don't, don't, yeah. We were having such a nice day murdering <laughs> your former master <laughs> and, and, his, and his lackeys. Don't, don't ruin this nice moment. <laughs> it's a, the one moment that stuck out to me was the in-between moment of right after uh, Ben took out Snoke, and then he force grabbed uh, the lightsaber, and it just flew into Ray's hand with the horizontal blade. That was such a hero mm-hmm. visual. Yeah, that was a cool, from, a cool from any fantasy yeah. movie. That was just a visual thing that popped out at me that has stuck with me. That I think is really awesome. That was cool. Yeah, that was fantastic. And I love the bombing sequence at the beginning too, when they take out uh, the Star Destroyer. Oh yeah, um, at the uh, at the dreadnought at the beginning. Uh, just that that. You know, it was like a, a Kubrick film for a second. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> the when, when you look at The Force Awakens, I can't really remember, and I just watched it on Friday, any awesome vehicle battles. The, the, the one thing of the Millennium Falcon escaping from uh, yeah. Jakku. Jakku, yeah. But, yeah. Whereas this opened with a great space battle, and yeah, had did that... Clearly, land speeder slash snow speeder, Hoth inspired. Okay, we're outgunned and outnumbered, but <laughs> we're on a sh- we're on a sugar planet that turns red when you step on it. Why? Salt yeah. planet. It's visually awesome. Don't don't ask questions. Exactly, it's space. It's there it's somewhere. It's a mining planet, dude. They said it. Yeah, <laughs> it's full of ore. Mm-hmm. Salt. It's full of salt. Which, salt. That stuff's all getting mined uh, to go to the Williams Sonoma planet. <laughs> salt covering the ore, which is apparently the most. Valuable thing in the galaxy that we've never heard. Of. <laughs> exactly. It is. They're, on the, they're clearly <laughs> the next movie is clearly in Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a sandworm for Christ's sake. Because <laughs> Disney will not stop till it owns every space property. Oh God. The fucking Enterprise pulls up. He's like, oh, we went back too far in time, Data. <laughs> so is, is this the bad time to ask this? So- I'm, I'm 67. <laughs> so, Stop so- making me wear this makeup. When Disney does eventually own everything and, and you can have all of the battles you want, Luke Skywalker versus Paul Atreides. Who wins? Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Because... Because he's Luke Skywalker. I'm Luke Skywalker, damn it. <laughs> it yeah, the, the voice goes a long way, and a, a Chris knife, you know, compared to a switchblade is not a bad weapon, but you can only go so far with <laughs> I shall not fear. Fear is the mind killer. My groin! He stabbed me in the groin with a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Dune more than the next guy, but yeah, Luke Skywalker's taking him out. Baron Harkonnen versus Darth Vader is a 10-second fight. Well, and, that, yeah. Yeah, eight seconds of it is Darth Vader trying to laugh through the respirator. Well, what about the freaky little sister? Uh Oh, Alia? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. She could kick the shit out of Anakin Skywalker, but then again, so could anybody. 
The fucking kid at the end holding yeah. the broom like a lightsaber <laughs> gave a better performance. He gave a better performance in two minutes than Jake Lloyd did in a whole movie, and he spoke in a made-up language. <laughs> that being said, though, there was a moment where, and I think it was the same little kid, went like, woohoo or yippee, can we just have a moratorium on kids going like, woohoo or yippee in these movies? Because it's never, it's never going to sound believable. Yippee. There was like a mid-80s Spielberg, Joe Dante feel to the kids in that movie. <laughs> Kinda. It, yeah. it was like when they broke into the stables, they broke into another movie entirely. Like, <laughs> yeah. newsies. I like, oh, you're the kids from fucking Beyond Thunderdome. How did you get here? Like, <laughs> Speaking of repeated lines, one thing I noticed, there was no, I've got a bad feeling about this. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. They did not do it. Oh, he- I read. Um, I read that they did do it, but it was BB-8. <laughs> oh, is, it, is that you couldn't understand it? And you know, obviously, I, I want to go back now and like listen to everything he says. To Wait, BB-8 when? See if there's like. I don't know. Sometime when he had a bad feeling. I don't. I, I <laughs> probably the sad beeps so at the they beginning. Were on the not the Death Star, whatever <laughs> the, they were on, the, whatever ship they the, the, when they were on the Star Destroyer. No, I'm, I mean, yeah, maybe. Amanda, you think it was the sad beeps at the beginning? Yeah, no sad beeps. I got and then Leia pipes in. I, I got to I got to agree with the droid. <laughs> oh, that must be it. Oh yeah, no, That's definitely a thousand no, percent. It no, no, BB-8 was saying we really have to do something about R two. He's just a mess. <laughs> he can't yeah. take care of himself. <laughs> like, like, hey, is this a bad time to bring up that that Uncle R two absolutely <laughs> has Alzheimer's disease and sent R two off with that like chick you just met and. Chewbacca, who's still sitting Shiva for Han Solo, was that a bad idea? Is it a bad time to bring this up? Uh, oh, all right, this is unrelated. But one thing that actually um, Adam Driver did do really well, he was able to convincingly deliver the line "no" at the end when he realizes <laughs> that he's he's been fucked over by by yeah. the the Phantom Luke and yeah. everybody has gotten away. His yeah. "no" actually was believable. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I agree with that, and I think partly it's because he's such a whiny <laughs> bitch the whole time. When, he like, when, he's finally, when he realizes that he's been played, he's like, no! <laughs> like, it's, it's, it was perfect. He's like that, yeah. Because he can, I mean, irritating as he is, he can actually act, whereas like Hayden Christensen, when he like delivers his no, it's like, yeah, you're a whiny bitch. And, uh. James Earl Jones <laughs> make the no in Star Wars work. Yeah. That, that's why the, mm. uh, what was it, the, the Chinese translation that became a meme, <laughs> do not want, was far better than what James Earl Jones did. <laughs> was there a Wilhelm scream in there? I didn't pick oh. up on one, but. It would have been great if we right after with Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe when Phasma fell. <laughs> <laughs> And then she fell into the fire. Oh, 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 oh God! No, just <laughs> looking at my notes. It's that I, I finally. I read. liked Rose. I liked Rose. Rose, Rose was the shit. We haven't talked about Rose. Yeah, she was good. It's that was a great introduction when she was like, "Oh yeah, I've had to like stun so many people going into the escape pod." <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's a. 
again, a little mini arc for, you know, granted, all we know about her is everything that she says about herself at the beginning that, yeah, no, I'm just down here and I do technical stuff and I don't talk to anybody. I'm not good with people and still forcing herself to do more and more heroic type things until you know, finally at the end, <laughs> crashing her ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, we did watch her sister die at the beginning in the bombing sequence. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that gave her, uh, that gave her, her motivation, angsty motivation. Do you think Luke turned the green lightsaber into a bong? <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I, he definitely, he definitely smoked up with those nuns. I just picture, <laughs> I can't stop picturing Although, Luke. Just... He was definitely getting handies from them on the DL. <laughs> Why, I think he turned a porg into a bong. <laughs> Why bother getting the handies? You don't just take the skin off. It definitely feels like somebody else. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, why are you duct taping that porg? <laughs> no. No. Luke, why are you like shaving and greasing that porg? <laughs> like that YouTube video with the monkey the big, and the frog. sad eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just watching him. What are you doing? <laughs> that's You're next. That's what they're, te- that's what they're telling Chewie. They're like, you got to get us off this planet. <laughs> Chewie's like, I'm just trying to eat. <laughs> no, you don't understand. He's rule 34-ing it up in here, please. <laughs> don't eat that one. It's soiled. <laughs> that's the one he used on Ben. <laughs> I will call you Twinkie. <laughs> Oh, all right. I'm out of beer, so where do we rank it? <laughs> uh, I'll go first. And, and this is always a loaded question because once you see you – know, we do these shows. We've just seen it. We're always high on it, and sometimes it cools off a little bit over time because, uh, yeah, I think we all ranked uh, Avengers 2 Age of Ultron a little higher than it probably belonged at the time. But right now I'd probably go Empire, Star Wars – Last Jedi, Rogue One, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi. Because those are the only Star Wars movies. I, I would put, I mean, I, I agree that it's high up there. I, I think, I, I still, I think I would put, I would put, I think, The Force Awakens below Jedi still. Um, but I think that this one ranks up there. I, I think this one also felt a lot more complete as a movie. Mm. Um, and from beginning to end, I thought this was the most complete since New Hope. In terms of, it didn't end on a cliffhanger. Really, it ended with potential to continue on, but there was there was a completeness to this one. I, there was a moment when Luke was walking out of the cave that I thought they were gonna fuck us again, like they did at the end of fucking Force Awakens, and just cut to black. You know, like him staring down. I did too. The, the First Order, and I was like, "Don't you fucking do it!" <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't like, I thought he was gonna walk out and was gonna go. Doo-doo, doo-doo, yep. doo-doo. I was like, "Ah, you." So, so there is that element of like I was thankful there was there felt like some closure to this part of the story and that now I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes next. Um, but I think I still have to process it to know exactly. I also don't, I think it's useless to rank these things now because nothing's ever going to compete with the 40, like nothing's going to top empire for me. I can't, you know, I yeah. didn't grow up with this. I didn't grow up with this. I didn't live with this movie for 40 years, 40 years. Uh, yeah. It's, it- this is probably kind of a useless endeavor, unlike the Marvel movies where they're still so fresh and they're still, while they're all generally good, there is a range of quality. Well, there's yeah. kind of a range but, of quality. But I thought this was fantastic. I would rank it very high. I, I thought that it was a real, it was an amazing movie going experience, I thought. 
Um, I, I thought I did find it exhilarating because I really didn't know at some points what was going to happen. Okay. okay. Greg, what, what, where'd you put it? Yeah, I, I don't know how well my ranking skills are, but it's definitely, it was really good. It was, you know, it's it's not uh, Star Wars or, or Empire Strikes Back, but it's it's, you know, one or two or three away from there. Okay, fair enough. Ross? Um, you know, probably I'm, I'm with you guys as, as being like a top three. I, I think I, I think I disagree uh, with y'all on, on The Force Awakens. I think it should be higher. I but, agree with that. Uh, that. That's a different show. Yeah, it's possible that, although we just rewatched it on Friday, so I'm, I'm trying to look at it without two years worth of, uh, let's face it, a lot of online, you know, oh, it's nothing but Star Wars redone, which I think has kind of, artificially lowered everybody's opinions about force awakens. I've been trying not to take that into account. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just a person, but who, it didn't, I, I, I mean, I just rewatched it also. And, um, so it was maybe only like the third or fourth time I had seen it. And it had been a long, it had been like a while. It was, so it was very fresh. Um, and, and like, I just not having remembered a lot of it and, and not having, you know, known every line, like a star Wars movie. It was a really good movie. It's great. To me, one thing that skews in this one's favor over uh, Force Awakens is Luke Skywalker. Like, I, I, and like I'm, totally yeah. bi- I'm totally biased on that, but it's, that does play into it for me. Point taken. Yeah, well, although uh, Han Solo. Again, Missing I'm, Han Solo hurt. That's, that's why I feel like I, I, it, it, it's almost, it might, there might come a time in 10 years where, where you won't even separate Force Awakens and, and Last Jedi. Yeah, that's possible. All right, Amanda. Um, Empire, Star Wars. I think I, for the moment, will rank Last Jedi next and then Force Awakens. Okay. And then Return of the Jedi. And that's all there were, right? No, there was Rogue One. Rogue One. Oh, right, right. No, that was, well, I feel like that's its own thing. And it probably should be. I still, I still rank Rogue One really high. Like that one gets better with with viewings for me. Yeah, that's it's really solid. And that <laughs> Vader scene. I mean, that's there. And there's another thing is like Vader goes along, like goes even farther with with shooting a Star Wars movie up up the ranks there. Well, that's the thing. I think that, and this is a separate thought from where we're ranking things. And it's something actually, Rob, you and I talked about a little bit. Everybody is getting their due, and and. Like so, in Rogue One, Vader has his badass moment. Mm-hmm. Han goes out like a champ in this. In Force Awakens, Luke goes out like a champion, mm-hmm. and Leia is not going to really get a chance to have that opportunity. Everybody came to the rebellion for different reasons, except that Leia was in whole hog right up front. Nope, this is I'm I'm in, and this is for the people, and mm-hmm. and I am. I am the emissary of the rebellion and everybody else was sort of like, I'm in it and I, I'm coming around to it. She's not going to have a chance to go out. But then she mm. will live forever. Yeah. Like, like she got her moment. Was, <laughs> her moment was they tried to kill her and you fucking come at the king. You best not miss. Like she <laughs> oh, yeah. survived. That's a good point. <laughs> and she lives forever now. And there was also that good moment at the end when, when she was like, don't listen to me, you know, and, and she passed the baton. Yeah. That, I, I that saw, moment between Luke and Leia, I, I did feel like I got it, though. Again, when, when Luke is sitting there and 
and he's with Leia, and I know all the history that comes with it, and I know that it's Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, and she says Han is is gone, and Luke says no one is ever really gone, and that, I mean again, that I felt like that yeah. was my moment. I got my moment between them. I, I don't need another moment. That was a pretty good moment. It was a good moment. Yeah, I mean, you, you could you could argue they could stop it now and it would be okay. Yeah. Well, let's just see. Yeah, if they were stopping it here, if they were stopping it here, sure. But there's going to be another movie. Yeah. Uh, did, we're going to get a Star Wars movie every year, whether we want it or not. <laughs> Solo. Solo. Uh, oh fuck me. Yeah, we're now we're now like in a, a weird like clockwork orange thing where it's just going to be us in front of movie screens. Like you said, you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want. All right. Anything else anybody wants to talk about? Last Jedi. Otherwise, again, I'm out of beer. <laughs> How do you cook a porg? Well, it looked like he had a whole rotisserie thing going. Yeah. 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 I want to thank all you guys for being here, and now I'll never see R2-D2 the same way again. <laughs> so, so sad. What happened to him? I know. <laughs> Just rolling around in circles, just <laughs> playing the video on loop, and no one will tell them to shut it off. They just like just as long as it's just benign dementia and it doesn't turn like weird and malicious, because I don't want them going out like old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> playing Princess Leia on loop. C three PO shuffling with the blaster. Come on, boy. <laughs> BB 8s just fucking going like, come on, we have shuffleboard. C three PO, let's go. <laughs> I'll tell you about the rabbits, R2. <laughs> uh, all right. Greg Bogus. Thank you. Benari Polton, Ross Garmill, thank you for being with us. And I get. Thank you. Thank you. I just got a thing from Ross. His phone died. <laughs> oh, well. So, Ross, you can't say anything, but thank you for being with us. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Ross. Uh, all right. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be back for solo, if only to make uh, Batman versus Superman type radio. <laughs> all right. So. Yes, and thank you for listening. Don't know where you found this particular episode. You can always find us at our home website, crisisoninfinitemidlives.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash crisisoninfinitemidlives. We are on Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> Ross just said, this ain't working. I'll hear how it ends tomorrow. <laughs> Poorly. <laughs> uh, where else are we? We're on Tumblr, crisisoninfinitemidlives.tumblr.com. We are on iTunes, which I guess is now Apple Podcasts, and uh, you can certainly subscribe to us there. Uh, and if you have a minute, <laughs> I'm just watching Ross try desperately to listen to the show. <laughs> he can't make any connection, but I have video. Uh, yes, uh, give us a rating, give us a review. It'll help new people find the show. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on Google Play. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. And you can always email us, crisisoninfinitemidlives.com. Uh, I think that is it. Is that it? Crisis on infinite lives at gmail.com. What did I say? You said this dot com. That's I the website. Suck. All right. What she said. <laughs> Barely that I could say. Let's wrap this up. Clear. I need a beer. This has been episode 168 of the Crisis on Infinite Midlife show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. Thank you for listening. And derp. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. Oh, a star. All right, that's enough. <laughs> All right.